0: Amazing to me that mankind now has a presence on Mars. Yes, yeah, absolutely amazing to me. And not just not just uh, NASA. You know, uh, I think China made it to Mars recently. Um, sure. You know, we've got a scientific station set up on Mars testing soil. We, we've flown a fucking quadcopter out there for fuck's sake. I think it was a quadcopter anyway. Some kind of autonomous drone.
1: Something like that, drone. Yeah. We
0: flew a fucking drone on Mars controlled from Earth. Stunning. Uh, we've right. got really uh, some quite accurate data about what the landscape of some other planets is, like Venus. We've got a pretty good mm. idea of what the... The, the, the surface of Venus is like we've landed on the moon we've we've the moon is old fucking news you know what I mean fuck the moon man. <laughs> yeah
1: really the fuck we're the... not even interested anymore nah
0: we went to the moon it was dull as shit ah, boring we've been to the fucking <laughs> bottom of the ocean you know what I mean
1: yeah we've
0: conquered I like to think in some way shape or form or at least gathered you know really detailed information about so many landscapes and environments. Sure. Both terrestrial and extraterrestrial. So, isn't it amazing that mankind is still completely so many fucking miles away, light years away from establishing anything approaching an hospitable, habitable, livable environment in Australia? What? Australia to this day remains the most lethal barren, unwelcoming, <laughs> fucking deadly environment that mankind it's has true. ever inhabited. Don't fucking yeah. go to Australia. Australia will fucking kill you. <laughs> it will kill you <laughs> in so many ways. I've been to ways. Australia,
1: but it's true. It is a terrifying... Place. I mean, not. I've been to Sydney and it's not terrifying, <sighs> but I'm very afraid of the bush. I'm very afraid of the outback.
0: Holy shit. Australia is like... It's it's kind of like, I guess, Neptune, but maybe Mercury as well because of the heat.
2: Mm.
0: There, Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Australia itself, the land, wants to kill you. Let me just... I'd love to talk a little bit about some of the reasons why you, Australia will fucking kill you, right?
1: Oh, please do. I'm known for my, like, aversion to Australia. In fact, someone made a meme of me once saying... I don't know how people in Australia don't live their lives in a perpetual state of fear. So do go on. Let's talk
0: about this. To the best of my knowledge, and I I know you claim to have been there, but there are no people in Australia.
1: (laughs) I have heard that. I have heard that before.
0: People have tried to settle there, but by its very nature, Australia eradicates all life, right? Other than lethal (laughs) fucking animal life. Um, Right. Box jellyfish, for example. You know, Mm -hmm. the single most venomous snake in the world, right? The Taipan snake, endemic to Australia. Right. Right? Fucking the biggest 16-foot fucking crocodiles. (laughs) Saltwater crocodiles. Gigantic 16-foot fucking long crocodiles, which are known to be gigantic, aggressive, opportunistic, and carnivorous. Oh, yeah. uh, they will
1: eat the shit out of a baby, no problem.
0: They'll eat every fucker, man. I Fast.
1: mean, they'd eat you too, but, you know, it's Well,
0: they, they, could, more try. Likely. they yeah. could try. They could try. I'd welcome them to try. But, of course, I'm never going to go to Australia, <laughs> uh, and neither is anyone else. Um, <laughs> and the sea life, the marine life, fuck off. The stonefish, right? A fish that looks like a stone until you tread on it, and then it will kill you. A uh, motionless, camouflaged... Uh, you know, stone-looking, dangerously, possibly fatal to humans, lying in wait for you to tread on it should you go there, which, of course, you won't. The blue-ringed octopus, ridiculously venomous. The red back spider, horrifically venomous. Great white fucking sharks, mate. And this is just the water,
1: right? Um, yeah, the water is terrifying there. I've always... When I was a kid, I had, like, this fixation on jellyfish. Right. And I remember that I had read in a book once about how there was, like, a little girl who was waving to her parents from the water and then suddenly collapsed into the water and died from a box jellyfish sting. And that, like, that, when I went there, I mean, I have, I... Have said before, I surfed in South Africa, despite there being, I think, more sharks there than there are in uh, Australia. Yeah. And was like, yeah, okay, I'm doing this. It's terrifying, but I'm going to do it. But when I was in Australia and I went to Manly Beach, I was like, I'm not going in there. I know, no. I know it's, I know what's down there, and I want nothing to do with it.
0: Trust me, you made the right decision. <laughs> you would have died, right? You would have died.
1: <laughs> it's instant death. it's just you would have died
0: care. just like everyone else in Australia has done. Um. Uh, a little Australia <laughs> fact for you. Um, mm-hmm. Australia has the highest incidence of uh, skin cancer in the world. Really? Yes, it does. Uh, uh, it, it's I mean, Italy- the
1: sun is crazy there. I yes. will also say that. Yeah. Uh, Australia Same has New one Zealand. of the
0: highest national rates of skin cancer. Not necessarily skin cancer deaths, but right. Australia has more skin cancer than anywhere else.
1: Just everyone's walking around with skin cancer.
0: It wants to fucking kill you. It will kill you. Uh, And, of course, regularly, regularly, it just fucking bursts into
1: flames. (laughs) I'm from California, so that part doesn't seem that weird.
0: Well, all right. I'm from fucking Wales, so it does to me, right? This entire fucking country (laughs) will periodically, (laughs) annually burst into flames. They have bushfire season. It happens all the fucking time. And globally, everybody in the world saw Australia's bushfire season in 2019 to 2020. Uh, over the past century, right, Australia's mean temperature has gone up one degree to the tune of one degree. All right. And wow. that has led in uh, uh, so many people blame that climate change, that climate increase on the 2019, 2020 as being the worst in Australian history. Yeah. Uh, the entire, uh, you know, you look at a bushfire map for that, um, that, that yeah. season and it's insane down in the It's incredible. I've never
1: seen anything like that
0: fucking wild um you know the ecosystems raised to the ground uh, animal habitats completely fucking burned out of existence uh don't ever go to australia it wants to kill you in and what the fuck it is currently beleaguered or at least the the rural australia is beleaguered by a fucking plague of mice
1: yeah i saw that and that is i don't know there's something weirdly mesmerizing about like just just herds of mice running over each other running over everything just like the ground moving with mice it's horrible horrifying but also very mesmerizing it
0: is it's absolutely mesmerizing because you initially can't quite pass what you're seeing as being real um (laughs) if 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 you're listening to Jack of All Graves this week, and you haven't yet checked out the video, which is all over the internet, of Australia's mouse plague. Do please, oh man, if you want to itch, if you want to scratch yourself, if you want to feel as though mice are on you, take a look because it's fucking wild. Farms with mice just pouring uh, like a tide across highways and out of out of hay bales and out of walls, millions upon millions. Of mice flooding uh, rural Australia, and you know which has led to horrific impacts for Indigenous wildlife. Uh, you know, um, uh, farmers on the with an entire years' worth of crops completely ruined. You know, oh, fucking hell. The 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 solutions which they are thinking of uh, a. Uh, uh, the state government has ordered 5,000 litres of a chemical called bromodialone. okay? okay. Uh, I'm going to quote
1: Bromodialone.
0: Austra- Bromadiolone? Diolone, D-I-O, as opposed to broma... <laughs> That's like,
1: well, it's a little on Di-alone. the list. Okay. it is,
0: it is, it is. <laughs> um, All right. At the risk of alienating uh, I'm, uh, our Australian uh, listener population, which is my new... We, we do have some. Uh, we don't, mate. There's nobody in Australia. They... they <laughs>
1: There is no, one. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm doing a bit. If you are in Australia, I'm doing a bit. All right. I absolutely love all of you. Um, but the state's agriculture minister, Adam Marshall, right? The guy called Adam Marshall is agriculture minister from Australia. Interestingly, I know a guy called Adam Marshall uh, who lives in South Wales and he's a good lad, but I don't think it's the same guy. But the state's agriculture minister, <laughs> he has twist. said... I quote, we're at a critical point now where if we don't significantly reduce the number of mice that are in plague proportions by spring, we're facing an absolute economic and social crisis. He goes on to say, fucking, we're having to go down this path because we need something that's super strength, the equivalent of napalm, to just blast these mice into oblivion. Right? Mouse napalm. They've ordered 5,000 litres of fucking mouse napalm from India. Um, Mouse napalm. Mouse napalm. (laughs) I'm I'm not laughing because it's fucking horrific, right? Uh, Uh, Fish, right? At least they didn't
1: bring in cane toads or whatever this time. Oh, that's
0: true. That's true. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, scorched earth. But, you know, uh, an entire prison, right? An entire prison in Australia had to be uh, evacuated and moved to a different prison because mice... Fucking rendered the prison completely in uh, in uninhabitable. Chewing through cables, fucking up
1: infrastructure. Mice. I think dis- that's fine though because technically Australia is a prison, so you can just let Ooh, them out. Uh, back it away. I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, I did a funny voice. What you did. <laughs> was worse
1: that is historical mark i'm oh. just saying
0: <laughs> that's history all right but no
1: that's history
0: um <laughs> a charming story uh of um cod yeah uh farmed cod becoming uh entire uh, uh, was herd of cod fish don't come in herds do they what a fish come in feels Shoals? like no school Schools? School? yeah there you go a school of cod like uh like marketable saleable fish cod uh Vomiting dead mice.
1: What? No. Stop. Fucking,
0: I'm telling you. I am absolutely telling you.
1: No, um, Mark.
0: Entire... You've gone too
1: far. You've gone too far. Uh, My suspension of disbelief is gone. That is I haven't impossible. fucking done
0: this. This is not me. Uh, Mr. Crawford, a fish farmer, farmer Stu Crawford from uh, Narramine, New South Wales, told Australia's ABC network Fish are eating mice, and there's the potential for that poison to enter the food chain through that. It's got huge ramifications, and it's not worth the risk. We've seen a lot of mice either being regurgitated by fish as they're caught, as they're brought into the boat, or released. So cod vomiting up or regurgitating dead mice.
1: <laughs> you sound like Murray from Flight of the Concords.
0: What I tried to do was I tried to give him a different kind of voice to the agriculture yeah. minister.
1: Yeah, no, I caught that, yeah.
0: I'm an actor, this is well you know? Done. Thank you. <laughs> um, you are. Australia will fucking kill you. It will either... It shove mice down your chops or you it'll burn your skin off or you'll stand on a fucking stonefish
1: also if you're serial killed there they will never fucking find you absolutely no chance there is just so so much out back there is so much to it that's i mean have you ever seen the wolf creek movies and or series
0: I absolutely have seen the Wolf Creek movies. I binged the Wolf Creek movies for some fucking reason. Why? I don't know yes. why I did that. Uh,
1: I did it with the show and it was equally masochistic. I mean, it is horrifying, just terrible. I've not <laughs> terrible. seen the show. If you
0: recommend it, I will. Oh, boy. Uh, do you know, it's
1: great. Oh, I absolutely love it. Two seasons, wonderful. Oh, cool. But the first season is based on a thing that really happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the first season, the first movie. And they are like, it's just, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I've just re- I've just remembered why there, you're, you're
0: I've just fucked. remembered why I binged watched the Wolf Creek movies because mm. there was a pandemic <laughs> for some right. for some fucking reasons right. like oh yeah. I'll watch all of these sense. Australian fucking torture porn movies it was horrible but then yeah. again
1: you know they're great but they're horrible yeah if reading <sighs> reviews of Wolf Creek is always hilarious because it's either. You know, people really are like, yeah, these are so great, or people are like, how dare these have been made?
0: Yep, yeah, how dare they this exist? Is terrible.
1: But it's Australia, yeah. so of course.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it's a dark place. Please heed make dark movies.
0: heed my warnings, ye listener, and mm-hmm. don't go to Australia ever. Fair enough. Yeah. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene.
1: I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science.
0: Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's you cold outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it.
1: You know how I feel about that, Mark.
0: I think you feel great about it.
1: Really liked the surprise accents there. <laughs> Good. I wish I could have seen you while you were doing them, because I'm sure that they were. That your expressions were really—I'm sure you were selling it with your. I,
0: I was. I really was. Um, the fish farmer guy, he's—he's a, he's a kind of still did
1: oh, a, a mm. fucking fish. Go, mice coming out of my fish.
0: Whereas the agriculture minister is more of a
1: mice coming out of my fish. <laughs> bloody mice coming out of my fish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, broken car again.
1: You, you have devastated me with that phrase. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. There's like coming at me fish. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm fine. Good. Oh, now I'm even sweatier. Thanks oh, for that. Oh,
0: beautiful. Laugh sweats. Mirth sweat. Mm-hmm. Good mirth
1: glaze. Mirth sweat. <laughs> Stop it, Mark. Mark. <laughs> You're going to kill your co-host.
0: Let me just open with a bit of context. I've I've got uh, Battle Angel on the telly, right? Battle Angel is playing on the TV mm. while um, we're recording this week's Joag, which I love, right? Such a great film. I've seen Battle Angel a few times and every single time I've seen it, I I just, I really enjoy it. I'm a sucker for a fucking, I love a robot, right? I love a cyborg. I love a robot fight. Okay. <laughs> uh, and there's there's something really heartwarming about Delita's journey. And I love the, I just love it. I love the world. I'm, I'm well into that movie, right? Not the anime or any of that because fuck no.
1: None of your business. Fuck
0: that. Um, <laughs> however, I, Apparently, it's a bit, uh, also beloved by Nazis. Corrigan, is that right?
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, this is this is all I know of this movie. Like, you come at me here, like, oh, have you seen Battle Angel I'm like, literally, all I know about that movie is that, like, like. Menonists and white supremacists were really into menonists. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was Amazing. that is a men's rights activist movie as far as i know and so i have not seen that movie but now i'm now i'm intrigued Like <laughs> <can't
2: laughs> without the context
1: out. i'm like oh, okay
0: for the life of me i can't work out why the nazis have decided the battle angel is the one <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's all i remember about this whole thing because i wasn't like it's not i don't think i'm really the target audience for that movie anyway what i remember about it was that it was supposed to like this was a female-led movie that these like douchebags could claim they were like into and thus clearly we're not anti-woman we're I see. just anti-feminist I see. nonsense and so, for whatever reason, this movie doesn't offend them. Huh. And it, I think it was coming out at the same time as, like, Captain Marvel or something like that. So it was, okay. like, the anti-Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, no, it's not because we hate women. We just hate Brie Larson because she's a fucking bitch. We'll watch, <laughs> we'll watch uh, Alita. So, yeah, that was... But now, I will give it a chance, Mark, if you like it that much. A heart, heartwarming journey. It is.
0: It's about a lovely little robot girl and how she finds her place... You know, in the world, and she does that by punching other robots. It's really good.
1: You know what movie about a robot girl I like that most people don't? Wait. You know, you know, you can you can see it.
0: A movie about (laughs) a robot girl. Mm -hmm. Nah, go on. Tomorrowland. I don't even think I've seen it.
1: Oh, I love Tomorrowland for some reason. Brad
0: Bird, yeah, Tomorrowland.
1: I have no idea. I don't know who directed that. It's a Disney movie. George Clooney. Clooney. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Brad Bird yes. did. Make it.
1: <laughs> I have seen it, okay.
0: but I think Alan really liked it. I fell asleep, unfortunately. And yeah, no apparently
1: it made no impression on you whatsoever. Yeah, it didn't. I really enjoyed that movie. And for some, I don't understand why it gets such like a bad rap. But I watched it again recently, and I was like, yeah, no, I still I still love this and find this very moving. But also, for some reason, people like interpreted it in kind of a weird, like... Pedophile way, like George Clooney is romancing a teenage whatever. I, and that's not how I read that movie. But anyway, hmm. both of our movies are misunderstood. I so my
0: robot girl movie is beloved by Nazis. Your robot girl movie <laughs> right. is the the nonces Nambla are into it. Like
1: mm, it. fuck. <laughs> the nonces?
0: Yes, the nonces.
1: What's a nonce? <laughs> or is that, sing- can it be singular? Is there a- <laughs> it
0: can, you could have a nonce,
1: Non-ci, several, non- non- <laughs> I don't
0: know what the collective noun is. I think it's like a, like a okay. gust of nonces, <laughs> a, gust. a zephyr of, of nonces.
1: <laughs> What's a nonce?
0: A nonce <laughs> is uh, an adult with a sexual predilection towards kids.
1: Okay, got it. A pedo.
0: Yes, a, it's a, a, a I guess, a very British term, I would have thought. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think that we have that one. But thank you. Now I, now I know. Hashtag I cultural exchange. A... <laughs> Hopefully I won't have many reasons to use it. But someday no. I'm just going to pull that out at the right time and really impress everybody.
0: Uh, Let me know when it happens.
1: <laughs> I will. I'll keep you posted.
0: <laughs> During a screening it's of gonna... Tomorrowland. <laughs> you guys are all nonsense. <laughs>
1: It's more likely that it happens somewhere that, like, then everybody just looks at me like, what "The fuck?" What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go, "This would have killed in my other group." Uh, <laughs> anyways, so hi, welcome to Jack Oof. of All Graves, everybody.
0: Whew, yeah, morning all.
1: Coming in hot.
0: Yeah, indeed.
1: We are, um, literally, as well. But yeah, we are. We are happy to be here. Episode forty three. You know, I'm a little disappointed, Mark, because the last episode was episode forty two, mm-hmm. and I did not make a Hitchhiker's Guide reference during the podcast.
0: Well done. I'm proud I... of you for no, it.
1: No, no, I no, should no. have. But I made. <laughs> I put "Don't Panic" in the title of the episode, and no oh, you noticed. did. <gasps> I did.
0: Yes, you did. I pinged. No just beat. got that.
1: Once again, really nice. my references go unappreciated.
0: Really nice. You you operate on levels out with saying? the understanding of most of our <laughs> listeners. That come across as an attack. It wasn't. I'm not <laughs> no, saying...
1: it's more of a... Uh, you're either attacking me or our listeners. I'm not entirely not sure. Attacking but, no um, but no, that no, was really no, no, no. subtle.
0: It's... Very, very subtle and very nicely, very nicely done.
1: Thank you. I just needed it to be acknowledged, you know, if if not organically, as I'd hoped. Um, I just want to get it out there.
0: Uh, with episode 43, there are now more episodes of Joag than there are years in my life,
1: which is nice. <gasps> Look at that. Mm. That's kind of fun. Yes, it is. That, that feels like a good milestone. We've had, yeah. like, our milestones have been very, like, normal. Like, oh, it's the 20th episode or things like that. But more yeah. years than Mark yeah. is a new milestone, and I really like it.
0: It is. What I will say at this point, we are coming up fast on the one year Joe anniversary, right? Which yeah. is fucking wild shit. Absolutely wild <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, Corey and I are tossing ideas around as to what mm-hmm. to do for episode 52, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, It's a big one. It is a big one. Uh, we are wide open to suggestions, okay? So if mm-hmm. you have any ideas, nothing's off the table at this point either, right? If you have any ideas for how we could mark the 52nd episode of Jack of All Graves, this fucking
1: cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pass those along.
0: Do please pass them along because we've got some thoughts. Yeah. But I'd love to know if you have some thoughts.
1: Right. Yeah, we know you're the creative types. So, you know, hit us up with those uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at Graves, wherever. If you've got an idea for how to really send in one year of JOAG, please Whoa. do let us know and we shall consider it. <clears throat> yes. Um, speaking of our um, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, I do want to say that last week you put out to the world, but you weren't sure about it. That um, maybe leeches are used in modern medicine still. Yes, uh, and we did have a a follow up to that, and it did not come from our our Boff and Eileen this time. This this hmm. was a, a different source, but uh, Brienne said that she was speaking to a gal who works in a hospital the other hmm. week. She said, "Quote: She told me a story of a bloke. I like that she used bloke. Ah, who so do I. Cut, <laughs> who cut off the tip of his penis due to mental illness? Uh, they managed to reattach the tip and used leeches to encourage blood circulation to the tissue.
0: Fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. Um, I right. I just want to, on a personal note, I'm a big fan of Brienne's. Right? Um, yeah. Brienne actually has a mug, uh, in her <laughs> home." from uh, an organisation called Bista Heritage which is uh, where I'm sat now it's about two miles away she has a connection That's to so my crazy. town which is fucking wild and and yeah um, I love that Brian's input there has led us for the second week in a row to talk about leeches in relation to male genitalia this is the second mm. week that we've talked about cocks and leeches folks
1: <laughs> cocks and leeches it sounds like a British dish honestly <laughs> (laughs) It does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cockleeches.
1: Have some cocks and leeches. Oh, I I like some cocks and leeches, please, mate. (laughs)
0: Um, if we do, if we manage, if we talk about cocks and leeches for the uh, for another week, if we do it a third week, then that's very much a pattern. Um, and people are going to start to refer to us as that. Oh, what's it called, Jack of you know the one with the cocks and the leeches, Jack of all. That's the one. Yeah, I don't want that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I. am Oh God, somebody stop us. So if it even begins to happen, I'm editing it out if it happens again next Good. week. I just feel like we need to make Dick Leach is not our thing. Good. Great. I'm glad we're in agreement about that, Mark.
0: Yeah, that ends now.
1: <laughs> We've also got to uh, come up with uh, our next watch along theme for the month of July. So, hey, if you have suggestions for that. Right, you're going to hate um, it. Welcome. Um, but I oh. really,
0: really, really want to do vampires.
1: <laughs> okay we can do vampires tell it's me fine. we can do it it's yes! fine because
0: I fine. really like vampire movies um so
1: this is the chance to sway me there we go did you
0: you you watched 30 days of night on my behest didn't I did
1: you? I did watch 30 days of night I oh, mean Josh Hartnett film, was is. in it so yes <laughs> but no it was it was very good I enjoyed that
0: all right so it's um, official uh July's watch along will be vampires um so let's have your send us your suggestions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: see if you can find a vampire movie that I will enjoy watching, whether because it's just so good I can't deny it, or mm. it's just so ridiculous it's a fun time.
0: We, I, I mean, I think we're all we <laughs> all know what the sweet spot is for a for good watch along fodder now, don't we? You know what, yes. what I mean. We all know yeah, what wheelhouse to aim for. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, give us your suggestions. For that flavor of vampire flick which would sit in nicely uh, you know with one eye on the screen one eye on discord and a tin to hand um, yeah and Lost Boys is not allowed
1: okay well you heard it from the man no Lost Boys no Lost Boys thanks uh we've watched some things this week uh together separately all kinds of stuff um Mm. so plenty to talk about there and of course if you don't want to hear us bs about that you want to get to the main topic which is about things that scare us uh check the description for the timestamp, and you can skip all this bs and uh get to the point yeah but If you're wondering about what we watched, whether we liked it or not, hey, listen, people uh, get suggestions and whatnot from from this. Uh, I saw Steve watched Censor today uh, after our recommendation and enjoyed it. Like, yeah, so like, listen, you know, we're we're talking it out, and hopefully you gain something from this, Mm. or you get mad at us for hating things you love or loving things you hate, or whatever the case may be. But we enjoy this segment of the podcast, so hopefully you do too. But if not, check that timestamp. I enjoy
0: the segment of the podcast a lot. Um, as the weeks go by, I I find my favorite bits of the podcast change. Uh, I I mm. really enjoy the opening some weeks. I really enjoy this bit some weeks. I really enjoy the main topic some weeks. Um, but this is a constantly one of my favorite bits of the podcast where we just get to shoot the shit about movies. Uh, yeah. One of our big movie make uh, movie watching decisions this week came from the fact that the finally a full trailer for Halloween Kills landed online over the last week. And it looks fucking banging. So many people, a lot of people, and I among them actually, have kind of thought, eh, feels like they've shown (laughs) a lot there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot in the trailer. Someone uh, contextualized that, like, clearly, you know, this is a movie they wanted to get a trailer out before F9. They... um, You know, they knew they needed to get people on board for a movie that's been delayed because of the Mm. pandemic and whatnot. So they're kind of throwing everything Mm. at this trailer, uh, hoping that it will get us to the theater. And (laughs) works for me, man. I was so, so in. My God, it looks so brutal. Like the kills that you see in that trailer. And this isn't even, like, a Red Band trailer, right? This is, like, a regular trailer. Oh, yeah, good shout.
0: Um, (laughs) No more, even if there is another trailer before October. I'm not watching a single of I've seen enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I will have forgotten it by then. I'm not sure, but I think I caught, like, a tiny, tiny shot of somebody administering a fucking circular saw to the face,
1: which is (laughs) definitely
0: a franchise first for Halloween. Uh, yeah. And, and one... I know
1: you're a, you're a fan of a good use of a circular saw. So. Oh,
0: uh, power tools, mate! Power tools in films—that's mm-hmm. a big weakness for me. That's a way yeah. to get my get my butt you're on a seat so
1: on board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact, by the way—I know you know this, but our listeners do not know this. I um, work for, uh, in some capacity, David Gordon Green, um, and I think I like was watching this and being like, "This is so cool that I work for this guy!" Like yep. I. I have talked to this man, <laughs> you know, like it is so cool. a very neat thing to be like. I don't know. I guess when you're you're working on something, you always hope that you're not gonna have to pretend to that person that you like the things they do, mm. um, and that you actually genuinely do. Um, which I have fangirled about the righteous gemstones to him, and uh, and about how much I like the first Halloween. Um, but yeah, I just watching that, I was like so stoked sitting there, like. oh, yeah. I know him,
0: you know, it's yep. very cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. And very, very cool. yes, uh, I, I, I look forward to writing your coattails for as long as you will
1: <laughs> let me. So long may of that course.
0: Continue. But, no, but yes, but well,
1: this prompted us to, to go back and check out 2018's
0: yeah. Halloween. And I uh, uh, enjoyed it as much, if not more than I did the first time, which yes. was a fuck ton. What a yeah. solid film it is.
1: It really, I remember liking it a lot when I went and saw it in the theaters, but I never watched it again. Mm. I mean, I say that like that's weird, but like there's just a lot of movies to watch, so I don't rewatch a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I'd rewatched it since seeing it in the theater, and I definitely, I liked the first time, and I liked it even more mm. this time around. I mean, and I'm not like a huge stan for the franchise, you know? Mm. Like
0: Oh, nor am I, nor am I. Yeah,
1: uh, I think we've talked about that before, that that's, it's kind of a, yeah, it can take it or leave it kind of thing with Halloween, but it's so good.
0: Myers is definitely number 4 of the big 4 for me. He's definitely bottom right. place of the big 4. Um yeah. but if if only all of the if if only all of the franchise entries were as half as fucking good as 2018's was, uh then that would change very very quickly. It's just just a brutal motherfucker. He 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 will fucking stab a cunt. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's goes... just
1: is working with you know obviously no conscience or anything, yeah. and just is you know if you're in the way or if he just kind of feels like it or whatever, he will slaughter you in some sort of mm. terrible way. Which I guess you know you see in the in this new trailer them sort of talking about like oh you know the <laughs> I. My favorite tweet was summing it up as he built different, but the idea of him <laughs> you know he <laughs> built different is. that you know he gains power from each of his you know no, I don't know how
0: I feel about that, right, mm-hmm. so I guess the question I would ask here is is myers in this continuity a supernatural entity
1: i It seems like that's kind of what they're leaning towards, which honestly like how could he not be
0: i would I would agree if you look at it you know Halloween four, five six curse of michael myers Mm -hmm. revenge of michael myers blah 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 but i don't know if he is in this version i don't know if he is in part two where we're at now he's just an extraordinarily driven guy who enjoys yeah you see he likes a fucking murder he's into it um Mm -hmm. so that yeah that line threw me a little bit Mm -hmm. uh and i don't know if i'm down with supernatural myers i just like the idea that he's tough as fuck um right and you can, you'll take a bullet and keep coming at you. And he'll do that cool little sit up thing and then vanish. I love that. I'm a big nerd for that, by the way. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> um. So yeah. I, I'm hoping they don't go Supernatural Meyer's mm-hmm. route because I quite, it, it it robs him of, it robs him of something. I like the fact that he's just a I bloke. I yeah, Because aren't we all, you know?
1: Right. I mean, I, I definitely kind of, I don't know that it bothers me one way or another in this particular case, but I do mm. generally find that there's, there's something more interesting and maybe i don't know if scary is the word but yeah let's say scarier about someone being just yep. a guy yep. who that's it they just this is what they are driven to do and mm. they have no like self-preservation because that's the thing is like when it comes down to it there's no self-preservation instinct really mm. you know to hide his crimes or to you know keep himself out of the line of danger or anything like that he's just yeah. a machine built yes. to murder so uh, I get
0: that. Corey and I discussed it. There's one particular, there's a moment in the 2018 <laughs> Halloween that Corey and I disagreed on where, and I love it, right? It, it's where Myers finds his way back to Haddonfield and it's Halloween night. And he just walks into the, he just strolls into the first house he comes to and just gets to work, yeah. just gets busy, yeah. grabs a hammer, grabs no his, reason. Just, yep, you just know, his signature carving knife and just gets to fucking work. Uh, and decides to spare the life of a baby in a crib baby cries Myers acknowledges it and just walks out I think he should have killed the fucking baby right what's your reason for not doing
1: well I looked at it as there's nothing like gratifying about it like he's just kind of Mm. like meh like what's the point I see you know and and You had said, like, okay, so he's supposed to be, like, the embodiment of evil. What's more evil than killing a baby? Yes. And, yes, that is the common way of looking at it. Personally, I don't believe that. I think it's much more evil to kill someone who knows they're alive Mm. than it is to kill someone who has, like, no attachment to life yet. Um, So, I'm like, I think it's much more disturbing to kill someone who's got, like, you know, a whole bunch of sentimental ties to things than someone who's just kind of, like, they just cry and poop all the time that sounds terrible but i'm just saying so what he should have done
0: is raised the baby and <laughs> then killed it. and
1: then killed it. <laughs> that would have been evil as shit but i saw it as he kind of like looked at it and was like eh, that would be a waste of my time like what no. am i gonna get out of killing that baby
0: i can see i can see both i didn't sides. see it as sparing it mm. you know it's just like, because Man. life is hell, obviously. So what? He's yeah. Maybe, maybe the yeah. ultimate evil is yeah, just, for just him to la- <laughs> condemn it And to we have just
1: seen him murder a child. We know that he wasn't oh, that like, true, "Oh, true. kids are innocent. I don't want to kill that." He murdered the <laughs> shit out <laughs> of a kid. I don't want to kill that kid. <laughs> no, he he like brutally strangled a child to death, or whatever. Like, yeah, he did ten minutes before that happened. So, um, but I understand your perspective.
0: As I do understand. I understand yours. <laughs> Isn't that lovely?
1: This has been Corey and Mark debate the merits of killing babies.
0: <laughs> or not. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it's it's a fucking great film. And, uh, but at the same time, it's bittersweet because, mm. you know, and we'll put this in the time code as well. If you want to skip past Mark's usual fucking Elm Street. Fucking me <laughs> but the idea of a of a PTSD riddled old Nancy grey haired going into battle one last fucking time with a new bunch of Elm Street kids against a newly revitalized hardcore Kruger. It just it 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 makes the air taste sweeter and the idea of that movie just makes me wanna live. You know? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? There's a candy man out this year as 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 my buddy Dan Bertle pointed out. There's new Halloween this year. You know, and yet a fucking, such a fertile and ripe and potential packed concept as Elm Street can't get, can't get a fucking, you look in, you know, not a peep out of Elm Street. Yeah.
1: And I know, you know, Robert England doesn't want to keep doing Freddy anymore. He's old it's and fine. all that kind of stuff. But if Heather Langenkamp was like, I would like to do this, I bet he'd do it.
0: I, I'm, I'm certain... And I'm so, oh no, am I thinking of, I think I'm thinking of Ashley uh, Lawrence, I believe her name is, who is the Hellraiser,
1: um,
2: mm.
0: Kirsty from Hellraiser. I'm not sure if Heather has, has said that she would.
1: But look. I've, she seems like she would, but I, I'm totally. only saying that from like the kind of vibe I get from There's her. a
0: couple of things here, right? I love Robert Englund as much as the next guy. I do. He's fucking great. But yeah. Elm Street is bigger than him and it can and it oh, can outlive, it can outlive him. Easily, right? The concept, the idea, allows for other fucking dream murderers. Right. Totally. And also, you know, his his perfectly reasonable, uh, you know, justification for not wanting to do anymore is that he's old as fuck. And yeah. fight scenes with Freddy <laughs> often involve a lot of head whips and a lot of fucking falling down. There's fucking computers now, mate. They could just map know, his honestly, face onto someone. Doug That's Jones, for fuck's true. sake. Oh, Somebody Doug ring Jones. Doug Jones. Doug
1: I love Doug Jones so much. So do I. He, Doug Jones is the answer, isn't he? Whenever there's a fucking br- Doug Jones is the answer. Have you seen his body? He just yes. posted that like 60-year-old photo of himself or whatever He's and you're like built on, That guy can go forever. He's
0: jerky. The man is fucking leathery as fuck. <laughs> He's, He's a belt.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, oh, um
0: man. just back the money truck up to Robert Englund's house. Chuck him in a fucking Mocap mm-hmm. suit and can we Dan. make this happen please?
1: for it. I'm absolutely for it. And you know what? I don't think that it's beyond the realm of possibility. Like you said, with all the other sort of classic horror remakes happening now and the fact that, like, yeah, they did that dumb reboot a couple of years ago, but fine. The it's not like you can't wipe it the from franchise the franchise can continue. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like Halloween the... did with exactly. this one with the like for was he, wasn't it her brother? Nah. Nah. <laughs> that was just like that was just something some people. <laughs> what were you on whatever. about? No. No, that but didn't it, happen. But Just you know, on it. It's fine.
0: That's a pretty well-established model now. It's exactly what Terminator did, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah Connor's old as fuck now and she's got PTSD and there's a new bunch of people. Great. They've just done it with yeah, Halloween. Sure. Do it with Elm Street. It's a fucking brilliant formula and it works.
1: Yeah. Just
0: do it, please. And, and if only to stop for, me fucking moaning about it. We
1: love the old lady heroine it. now, too. Yeah, like, we're We're ready for her yeah.
0: to come. Ah, oh, she'd be great.
1: Yeah, I love her I really do so we'll see if you're listening to us and you make these things we've said it before we'll say it again please please I'm gonna tag
0: works. Heather Langenkamp in the tweet yeah. for this episode
1: <laughs> there we go I like that I like that um, strategy
0: and, and and we will put the time code of this bit in the blog so you can just skip this you, until next time what,
1: what is this the royal we here
0: what? well by, i mean you no, what
1: we're gonna do <laughs> don't tell me how to write my blog
0: ah i see <laughs> episode 43 folks that's when it happened. <laughs> that's when the wheels came off is it
1: <laughs> jeez louise no <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely going to forget to timestamp that. No, actually, I, I, since I listened back to it, I guess I now yeah. you've made it a thing I have to do. But yes, Mark Sorry. rants about Nightmare on Elm Street again. We'll get and a that's timestamp.
0: The last editorial decision you'll hear out of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. What else, we seen? what else have we seen? We watched an Unquiet Grave earlier in the week, which oh. was a much less successful and
0: unenjoyable viewing. film.
1: I don't get it. Listen, it was my turn to pick the movie. Um, I looked at the trailer. I was like, that looks interesting. Well, I watched like half the trailer because I didn't want to know everything. Um, it's got 3.1 stars on Letterboxd, which is usually a safe bet. They don't yeah. usually Rotten Tomatoes me. They Rotten Tomatoes me on this. This is the Shudder um, original. That is kind of, you know, when you open Shutter right now, it's the first thing you see. And I, it's ostensibly about a guy who goes with his dead wife's sister to try to raise her from the dead. Yes. Which sounds interesting enough. I'm on board.
0: A grieving husband who's recently lost his wife in a car accident uh, hatches an unlikely scheme with her twin sister to Mm -hmm. raise her from the grave with some ritual or other. Uh... I won't go any further. You might want to watch it. Who knows? You might want to watch it. If, yeah, but
1: for the record, it's just a lot of processing emotions.
0: It's a 79 it's... minute film, which feels like the fucking Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Fuck me. Yeah. What a slog.
1: It was on like a half hour into it. I was like, oh, this has got to be almost over, right? And yeah. I was like, no. We've what's only just happening begun. <laughs> that, uh,. That song always makes me think of 1408, which is I love that movie to the core of my being. Okay, um, it comes on the little radio every time. Oh, I see. It I see, like kind of like resets or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm quite great yeah, it's I maybe if you're prepared for this, this is not this is not a raising the dead movie or anything like that. It's nope. not uh, there's it's not an actiony movie. It's not a zombie movie. It's none of that. It is a Slow Two people in the cast Just two, two people, people in the cast I don't think
0: there greed. were any more yeah. than Just two people in yeah, the cast Yeah
1: just the two of them Yeah
0: I, I suspect The uh, I suspect the people behind it Had lofty ambitions of it being a treatise on grief You know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah, A dissection of what it means to lose someone And not be able to fucking let go And what yeah. lengths will you go to To preserve Just the memory To bring back the memory An echo Of a love that you once shared when grief hurts you so badly, you have to, in, you have to indulge in occult practices, to try and reverse the inevitability of man's mortality. You know, I think those were the ideas that went into the concept. That's what the pitch was.
1: Yeah, it's a lot it's of not talking.
0: What they made, though they made a <laughs> fucking made. boring
1: film. It's super boring. So you know, this is like I said. It's got three point one on Letterboxd. It is plenty of people's cup of tea. I guess yes, you're um, but I may think bury. you have to, you have to know what you're getting into. I mm. think and understand that it's more of this attempt at a rumination on grief than it is. Yep. the it's not like a scary movie or it's vaguely horror, but not really. So didn't work for us, yep. uh, <laughs> and we would say pass. But you know, hey. You never know. You might enjoy it. Yep. But I also watched um, on the recommendation of someone in the Screamin' chat. Um, so you, you've you seen the movie Housebound, right?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Oh, you've got to watch Housebound. Anyone listening, you have to watch Housebound. Right. It is now on Shutter, um, and it is a wonderful horror comedy from New Zealand. Um That is, you know, about a girl who is on, like, a horror comedy. It's not like a, like, slapsticky horror comedy. It's not like Tucker and Dale. It's just sort Mm. of a dark comedy. Nice. um, About a girl who is um, on house arrest, and there is, like, something happening in the house, and she's, like, maybe it's haunted or something like that, but she can't leave, um, and nobody believes her. She is, you know, a former criminal and all this stuff, Um, and it is... Just delightful. I oh, mean, cool. okay. Kiwis make delightful things. This so it's been, it was on Netflix years and years and years ago, and I've seen it a million times, and they finally, it was off for years, and now it's on Shudder. So if you have Shudder, watch Housebound. It's delightful. Someone and I were talking about Housebound, and she was like, also, one of my other favorite movies is a movie called Southbound. Uh-huh. Completely unrelated to Housebound. The titles just sound similar. Um, and this is an anthology film but the segments sort of very seamlessly flow into each other and in fact i didn't totally realize it was an anthology when it started and so it's so seamless you almost don't notice when the next thing happens um and it is brutal it's dark it's full of dread it's um it's trippy it's just incredibly creepy uh it was fun I mean fun maybe is the wrong word but it was like by the time this the end of this thing rolled around I was like oh I have just been on a journey
0: beautiful um, sold
1: yeah really really good I think it's on Hulu here um I'm sure you can rent it or whatever the case may be it's from 2015 southbound mm. uh, is the name of it and my god just I've it I've never seen an anthology done like this um where it's just you know, I feel like sometimes they try to interconnect stories on some level. Uh, yeah, and the stories are completely different from one another, and yet somehow manage to weave together um, in this really terrific way.
0: uh yeah. I, I always found VHS did the weaving together. I with
1: watched that today. Really well, yeah, that was I was looking at Southbound, and then I w- almost watched VHS. Um, and then I watched Rec instead, and I wish I watched VHS. <laughs> okay. No,
0: um, I intend to revisit VHS, the VHS movies, quite soon. There's yeah. another one coming up soon. I think it's the
1: same, good. same producer as VHS. Okay. I want to say something like that. It's related to VHS.
0: Nice. Well, I'm totally sold. I can't wait for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which means you're never gonna watch it because no, watch it does not. It does
0: not. I'm not I'm <laughs> gonna lie. I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna watch it and then. Oh, no, wait, I've done that many times.
1: <laughs> every time. Every single time. Oh, every time I I'm do sold. it, I Say intend. no more. Say no more. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching it. Yeah, okay.
0: i d- sure. <laughs> I'm never kind of intending to lie. I always intend to watch it. But this I absolutely I watch. will watch okay. I'll just right message you
1: every day yeah, in the me No, not bit. in the morning because you don't read my texts in the morning. Yeah. I will message you midday yes. <laughs> every day and say you should watch Southbound. I will. Um, uh,
0: I'll watch it this week, in fact, when I've got uh, yeah. an evening this week.
1: Yeah. I also watched uh, on Richard's recommendation on our Facebook group, uh, Hail Satan. Mm. It's got a question mark yeah. on it, yeah. um, which was a fascinating look at uh, the Satanic Temple, not Mark's Beloved Church of Satan, the Satanic Temple, um, and their role in our political system um, here in the United States. And it was really interesting. Um, It's on Hulu here as well. Um, And just, you know, I had, I think I knew about a lot of these things that they had done. Mm. Um, And I actually think my friend Jen, who I had, I think I falsely said that she was a member of the Church of Satan. I think she's a member of the Satanic Temple. Oh, I see. And, um you see like you honestly, if you're driving down freeways here and stuff like that, you see like these adopt a highway signs. So the people who clean up the freeway and stuff like that often are satanic Mm. temples. Like Mm. um, they're really involved in like um, abortion rights struggles and like free speech struggles and all these kinds of things here. And I had realized that I was like, yeah, they've, I've seen so much stuff that they have done over the years, but never really like bound it together as one thing. you know, and there are, as you pointed out, like there's definitely issues with a lot of the like leaders of um, the Satanic Temple, but the like different groups of them, of people who are part of the sat- Satanic Temple, have done a lot of really good things yeah, <laughs> for America. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I, 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 I continue to question the veracity of them as I. I it, it feels as though it's an organization that uses Satan. Mm-hmm. as you know as a, as a uh, it's a it's even more symbolic as a than slogan. yes exactly exactly yeah. exactly yeah so it's yeah like, well, I, I, as I quote, much
1: as it's a, a symbol for the church of satan it's more so mm. it's to prove a point
0: there we go yes and to start That's, a conversation and to make an yeah. impact but right. you know undeniably have been involved in some really impactful uh initiatives so yeah go yeah. to it guys
1: And it's really about, I think, what is so interesting in this documentary is you see how, like, as you're saying here, like, it really is like Satan is just this symbol, but it's specifically because the satanic temple is meant to challenge the structures of religion that control America Um, because we've talked before about how like religion is so deeply Mm -hmm. um, involved in the American political system. Mm -hmm. Like even though there's supposed to be a separation of church and state Mm -hmm. are everything. Our politicians are expected to be Christian um, and they're supposed to, everything's supposed to operate off Christian values. And there's a lot of Christian supremacy in terms of like just what they get to do compared to everybody else. And so the satanic temple really exists to position themselves as an antagonist Everything
0: that to is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Christianity and to point out that if you are going to privilege Christianity, you need to also let us have the same privileges because mm-hmm. that's what it means to have separation of church and state and to have a pluralistic society like we're supposed to. Um, So, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting documentary. It's funny. Um, It's uh, just like a wild look at exactly what we were talking about last week with Mm -hmm. America's fixation on Satan and Mm -hmm. how scared people are of Satan. Um, Watching people, watching Americans react to (laughs) the idea of Satan in this documentary will blow your mind. I think especially like for you, Mark, I think you'd be entertained by it as... Uh, you know a, a brit yep. <laughs> watching it and being like oh. uh, wow <laughs> mm. <laughs> they they believe this stuff there this is part of their normal mainstream dialogue nice it's yeah
0: again sold
1: yeah um and then you watched new mutants finally i guess
0: yeah i mean it's not even <laughs> it's not even worth discussing <laughs> it's not worth you know discussing. For a f-
1: and we did discuss it when i watched it many moons ago but
0: <sighs> charlie Hunnam No, not Charlie Hunnam. Who's the guy from Stranger Things? What's his name?
1: Heaton. Charlie Heaton. Heaton.
0: Charlie Heaton. Is he British?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember what I said about this movie was that nobody is doing their normal accents. Yes. And it shows the whole time.
0: It really does. Whole time. Christ. Good God, (laughs) what accent is that kid doing? I
1: have no idea. It is inscrutable and it's distracting. Yeah. (laughs) whole movie no i mean i don't even oh. i don't even
0: want to waste time talking about new mutants it's god awful yeah uh it really adds bad. nothing it adds nothing to to your life uh so mm-hmm. you know no, none of you would have seen it anyway but keep that. Yeah, i'm like
1: if you haven't seen it by now it's clearly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not on your to-do list <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's you figured out already that that was going to be a waste of your time so you know i'm not sure
0: why I <laughs> let us it. just I reassure got... you
1: in your decision
0: We'd got home. I'd had tins in me. We'd would we been to a barbecue and the kids wanted a movie to watch. <laughs> so put it on. What
1: did the kids think?
0: Well, they they were quite into it. But then again, they're 10 and, and 7.
1: Right. Well, but I'm always curious about that. I'm like, mm. okay, a, a discerning adult viewer mm. watching this is like, this is a waste of my time. But will a kid get into it? Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, there you go. Mm. So at least it's doing that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Well, shall we talk about what we came here to talk about? Yeah,
0: let's. Because I'm curious. I I don't know where. <laughs> so you're, you're curious. Going you with don't this. know what we're talking I, about. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you've got lined up for us. I'm very curious. I'm quite curious to partake in this discussion with you.
1: Well, I think it was spurred by something last week that we were talking about. And I don't remember exactly what, but I wrote in my notes afterwards, mm. What does it mean to be scared? Great. And. I was thinking... I know that this question had also come to me when we were talking about um, Hereditary. Yes. And, you know, the fact that, like, you had... You have said on multiple occasions, like, that scared you and, and caused you to sort of, like, run upstairs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so I was just kind of thinking about, like, what what is it to be scared? And yes. what things make you scared? And uh-huh. why? Um. And I first... I started thinking about it, like, first, like, physiologically, of course. Like, what exactly is fear? Do you want to know what fear is?
0: Very much so, yes.
1: (laughs) So, uh, according to the Canadian website Science World... You totally sounded
0: like a supervillain then, by the way. (laughs) Do you want to know what what fear
1: is?
0: (laughs) 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 It's like before you uh, Uh, unleash the toxin...
1: Yeah, yeah. Now I hear it. Now I hear it. Listen, I'm always this close to supervillanies. This is how I. Do you want to know? This is how I keep it from from going there. No, go on, please. So according to Science World. When people encounter something that frightens them, the hypothalamus reacts by releasing a series of chemicals to the sympathetic nervous system and the adrenal cortical system. Mm. In the sympathetic nervous system, signals are sent out to release stress hormones like adrenaline. Mm -hmm. These kick the body into high gear so it becomes tense and alert. At the same time, the adrenal cortical system is also secreting hormones to other parts of the body, which instigate a series of remarkable changes to occur almost instantaneously, Heart rate and blood pressure increase. Pupils dilate to take in as much light as possible. Non-essential systems such as the immune system and digestion turn themselves off to allow more energy to go towards emergency function. And veins in the skin constrict, which keeps blood in the major muscle groups. Yeah, it'll make it difficult to focus on small tasks since your brain is preoccupied with fear. Which is amazing. Your body just does that instantaneously.
0: I mean. Our our body does a load of stuff like this systemically, which we have no idea about. Yeah, completely unaware of. Yeah, it's you know in a similar way to how your body reacts when you sustain a colossal injury, like when you lose a limb suddenly, or when you know you you you're you're suddenly really badly hurt. Your body will just prioritize some systems over others. It will flood you with some hormone or other, which will change your awareness. It'll restrict blood flow. It'll 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 completely fucking reroute systems like the Enterprise, in in response to external kind of events, which is why I, it,
1: my brain just automatically started like singing. Your body is the Enterprise.
0: It is. <laughs> du, 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 du. No, that's not Star Trek. What's in the? Du,
1: du, du. I'm enjoying watching you try to figure it out. Ba, 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 na, na, na. That's L.A. Law. <laughs> is that what that is? I was like, I have no guesses for what you're actually trying to sing.
0: L.A. Law, uh, a theme tune which can be sang really well with the name of the show. L.A. L.A. Law.
1: <laughs> I've never seen L.A. Law, but I like this. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> then I'll move on. Um, yeah, move on. But that's not the same. That The response you're talking about there, the stimulus response, is not the same as... Dread.
1: No, it is not. But going on, and and this is a thing I want to to discuss because there are like different kinds of what it means to be like scared by something. I think, especially when it comes to like a movie or a book yes. or things like that, right? Um, and how people define that. But according to Wisconsin University Professor Joanne Cantor, uh, three recurring themes pop up in films that people said scared them the most: disturbing visual images, yep. imminent threat. And a lack of control. Uh, and oh, nice. by the way, she does wild tests that sound on paper very unethical, but I'm sure they're fine. Um, <laughs> in which she tries to simulate PTSD in people through the use of films. Um, oh wow, oh, and wow. So not, That's a just, not just not just scare technique. them. Yeah, not just scare them immediately,
2: mm.
1: but cause them to later on have this uh come back to them as a traumatic response later she's literally doing the ludovico technique yeah basically (laughs) um but for some reason this is fine i guess uh and this adds up her sort of those three things add up pretty well with the kinds of things people said uh were their biggest fears in our facebook group when i asked them about it um Mm. so i posted this on facebook i was like what scares you interpret this as you will so whether that's like a psychological fear whether that's a you know a thing about like you personally whether that's a horror movie I kind of left it open for people to talk about and uh they really kind of matched up with that so for people who are parents in the group mm. uh their biggest fear was danger of something terrible befalling their children yep. you know this in fact one person had said like I I stopped having my own fears essentially once I had kids and all my fears. What's that? Who was that? I think it was John. Um, And, you know, he's like, that's all my fears are about Mm. my children now. Um, Other things that people were afraid of. Mental illness, death, watching history repeat, uh, general loss of control. um, That was big. Those were sort of big ones. Um, Or things like snakes, even on a screen. Um, Heights the dark teeth falling out. Um, So these were, this is not everything that was in the group, but this is, you know, sort of several of the kinds of things that were themes that people kind of jumped on were like, yeah, me too. And whatnot. And they really do fall into that disturbing visual images, teeth falling out. Like I believe Carrie said, like in Tommy knockers, which for me, when I read Tommy knockers, similar thing that like I was having tooth falling out nightmares forever. I still have tooth falling out nightmares all the time. Mm. Um, Yeah. So Uh, disturbing images, imminent threat, your children being harmed, lack of control, losing Mm. yourself to mental illness, death, watching history repeat, things like that. Um, And according to Dr. Cantor, doing these tests, um, scary movies can actually trigger the same brain response in our amygdala that happens with actual real-life scary or traumatic experiences. And our amygdala is basically like lizard brain shit. So it's not a highly evolved... Uh, part of the brain it's the part of us that just acts on on like this impulse right and that's what tends to light up when we're afraid is the amygdala um and (laughs) uh, essentially like our forebrain which is the more highly evolved part of our brain that does all the like rational logical stuff really has a hard time trying to override those impulses from the amygdala so for example People who were terrified of Jaws, and I know I've met people like this, and I, maybe you have as well. People who are like just viscerally afraid of the movie Jaws mm. will often be afraid of any body of water, including swimming pools, mm. where you're clearly not going to encounter a shark. But what's happening is that, you know, this, your amygdala is going, this is the same thing that I saw yep. at this traumatic moment. The water is where the shark came from. And your rational forebrain can't overcome what your amygdala is telling you. So you may be like, there's no way there's a shark in there. There's no way there's a shark in there. There's no way a shark in there. You're still getting that rush of adrenaline. You're getting all of those systems shutting down in order to focus you on being afraid of this shark that does not exist, right? So that's wild.
0: (laughs) It is wild. And yeah, I... Adore the idea that we've evolved <laughs> to the to the point we've evolved for some reason, and I'm certain we're the only animal that does this, we like to tweak that fucking amygdala for fun.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. And <coughs> sorry. And scientists have found, and you may have seen this come up before. I see this get posted in groups and whatnot occasionally, but I did find other like research that showed this in my in my searches that it actually is beneficial for us to do this that oh, wow. people who expose themselves intentionally to mm. these things tend to be in a way desensitized or build coping mechanisms for dealing with what so, your body uh, does almost like
0: an immune response so you're building up your immunity you're building, you're building up, up your, your immunity fascinating to this.
1: yeah so people who watch horror movies can often sort of overcome that response in ways that people who go, ah, that scares me and I don't want to see it again, are not able to.
0: That makes perfect sense. That's how vaccines work, mate. You're artificially (laughs) stimulating your immune system so that when you do actually get the disease, your body knows what to do.
1: Yes, exactly. We are vaccinating
0: ourselves against fear. That's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? That's
0: cool as fuck. That's what that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that was, you know, I was really interested in seeing what that is. And having the context of these, like, things that generally also scare people um, helped me to kind of think about this. And and the sort of way I'd put this to you was, like, what are, like, the scariest books, movies you've ever seen? What's Mm. the theme to these things? Um, And I have said before and am very familiar with what scares me and that is generally being out of control yeah so like my my biggest like my fears are often things like i'm terrified of planes right i fly on them all the time but i think i'm going to die literally every time i get on them so using your jaws
0: example then is that can you trace that to anything have you uh, has
1: well i think it's control Uh, and that's the thing that I've figured, I mean, I have seen, like, I love Final Destination and whatnot, and I'm certainly, I was a bit scarred by the visuals of that, seeing someone get, like, sucked through a window or things Mm. like that, you know, like, I definitely have little bits of that, but Mm. I think it's the fact that I have no control over it. And often when I think about what is terrifying to me about the idea of a plane crash, Mm. it's the process of me going down yeah and knowing I'm going to die and just having to sit there and accept it I can't you
0: know? remember the specifics right now as I speak to you but there was a terrifying uh plane crash incident maybe three or four years ago mm-hmm. um I'm I'm recalling this from memory but I will... I will find the actual case and and, and post it.
1: We can link to it, yeah.
0: Um, A pilot, and I believe it was was a passenger plane, was going over a mountain range, possibly the Himalayas or the Andes or somewhere like that. And this pilot just decides to put it into a fucking nosedive.
1: On purpose? Yes,
0: yes, yes. With With
1: people on board or it was just him? I'm
0: certain, I'm certain there were people on board. Yeah, here we go. It was German Wings Flight 9525 in... 2015 a deliberate crash of an airliner in the French Alps. Mm. The crash was deliberately caused by the co-pilot uh uh who'd been previously treated for suicidal tendencies and declared oh, unfit I to work by this. his doctor. There we go. Yeah. He hid uh from his employer that he'd been uh, that he'd been diagnosed unfit to work by his doctor. Shortly after reaching cruise altitude and while the captain was out of the cockpit, he locked the door and initiated a controlled descent and just basically yeeted the fucker into a mountain with everyone That's on board. Right,
1: yeah. Yep, I do remember that happening. And that is exactly the kind of shit that is terrifying to me. Mm. Like, there's just, there's nothing I can do about that, you know? And it's like, you know, people will be like, oh, why are you afraid of flying? There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing
0: a a plane manufacturer or designer can do about that. That is. 100 percent the decision of a man to murder people you can't protect yeah there's
1: nothing i can do about that Uh and it's like yes technically driving is more dangerous but also i'm in control of my driving you know and so i can be alert i can you know whatever and maybe i still get into an accident and and die or whatever but i am in control of that situation so i'm not scared of driving Mm. Because I know how to do it and I know that I am making all the choices involved in it as opposed to a plane or small spaces and being trapped. Like I don't like elevators. I take the stairs as much as possible. Like I don't like being in a situation where I am at the mercy. Yes. Of something else. Uh, so that's kind of like my my biggest one, and I have other things that relate more to movies and whatnot. But what about you, Mark? Like, what is your? Do you have a sense of what a your biggest fear is, and b maybe why? Huh.
0: So right, mm-hmm. I I I'm not somebody who walks through the world with particularly any fears, sure, really right. I mean, and I'm not. You're afraid I'm not... of
1: sinkholes and heights.
0: And... Sim- <laughs> sinkholes like... and heights, yes, <laughs> but they seem you know, eh, yeah. everyone's scared of a sinkhole, right? Sure. Um, for me i'm i'm i i hate the idea and it's not even an idea it's a fact i hate knowing that time will inevitably reduce me right you know that i'm somebody who is very fixated on achieving and maintaining a certain level of physical fitness Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. something that I'm I'm quite dedicated to and quite proud of that I've, that, I, that I've managed to make a habit of it and I've managed to incorporate it into my life and yeah. the knowledge, the time, just time is going to rob me of that in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, in initially quite subtle ways and then ways that become more pronounced until, you know, even if the longer I stay alive, the, 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 the more redundant my bodily fucking functions will become. yeah. And the thought that at, that, that at some point there's a future waiting for me where somebody has to fucking spoon food into my mouth and and administer my fucking cleanliness, yeah. you know, where I can't fucking do that shit for myself. And it is an inevitability and it is cruel. It is yeah. so cruel. And it 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 fills me with dread and ennui and a sense of pointlessness.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think that's again, if we're looking at the overarching categories, that counts under control. Lack of right, control. It's yes. The, there's nothing you can do about that. Nothing. I mean. To an extent. You could be Dick Van Dyke. You could be 95 and still dancing and things like that sure. and eventually just sort of like die peacefully in your sleep, you know, like Fred Willard. Like, yeah. you know, like he went for a swim.
2: Yeah. He took
1: a shower. He went to bed. He died. You know, like yeah. that can happen. It doesn't have to be this deterioration into, you know, terribleness. But at the same time, the idea of like in our... You know, we're not young, young, but we are young ish Uh, and we have control over this stuff for now. Um, And I think about that kind of thing a lot, being like I'm disabled technically uh, and being like, I don't I have to do all this stuff all the time to uh, try to combat my disability. And eventually I'm not going to be able to fully do that. You know, there's there's stuff that I can't control. Um, yeah. about what happens with my connective tissue and when it wears away and all that kind of stuff and that is like that's a horrifying concept you know that yeah there's dread is exactly the way yeah. to put it
0: um, yes that's it it's, it's, it's the degradation and the failing of my physical form <laughs> <sighs>
1: do you think that that so when it comes to like Things that you have read or watched that scare you. Does that fear come into any of them?
0: Um. I mean, it's it's imagery that I will that I that I'd rather not see. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. Uh, the more I think of it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the the frailty of age, age, advanced age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. That's certainly. Uh, That's one of a them. theme
1: that will, that will squick you out when you yes. see it in something. Yes, it will. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And is this it... sounds right. I've got a smile on my face because I know what is about <laughs> to come out. It's going to sound ridiculous, but the nightmare sequence in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, <laughs> you know exactly the bit I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, Alex Winter's grandma, which is him mm-hmm. in a fucking latex mask, which I love. Um, <laughs> yeah, squicky is, is it's scary. Is, Yeah. It's the same I would use. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I think like sometimes some of the scariest imagery or things that really burrow into Mm. your subconscious come from things that aren't necessarily horror, Mm. um, but just triggers that kind of fear for you. Um, I mean, like thinking about my, my fear of planes. Have you ever seen the movie Flight with Denzel Washington?
0: I have seen Flight, yes.
1: Yeah, I literally almost threw up in the beginning of that movie in the movie theater. I, well, I mean, I did throw up, but I kept it in my mouth. But oh, it was like nice. literally, I was so scared, I puked wow. in my mouth. <laughs> it, was, oh, wow. it was so horrifying to me mm. that I could not control that. It was just like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's terrifying, you know, and that's not a horror movie. No. <laughs> it just happened to portray a thing that I am absolutely scared of. When I think of like horror movies that have scared me the most, and this is the thing so, like, when we were talking about Hereditary, I was like, things with demons in them do not scare me under mm-hmm. any circumstance, pretty much. Yep. Or um, today I was watching Wreck. Uh, and I watched Quarantine when also I read Wreck was dubbed and it was terrible. So everyone was like, mm. it's a shot by shot remake. Watch Quarantine. So I watched that and I was like, this is gross, but it's not scary. Yes. It's just, it just disgusts me more than anything else. Um, and so I also, because I was trying to sort of get into my own head about this, uh, watched Paranormal Activity 4. Oh, okay. Which when I watched Paranormal Activity 4. I was home alone in uh, my apartment in uh, Santa Barbara, and I've mentioned this before, but just as a refresher for people who have not listened to every episode of Joe Ag, I had left the back door open in right. my apartment, which goes out to like you know the it's like kind of a quad situation, and like a big open grassy area um, that's like shared by all the other apartments, um, and it's like. Galita, the actual town is like the middle of nowhere um, and it's just sort of surrounded by wild animals and things like that um, and so I'd left the door open and I watched Paranormal Activity 4 and I was so scared wow. that I could not I physically could not get myself to stand up mm. afterwards and I was like I need to get up and close that door and go to bed and mm. I was like I'm I'm terrified I cannot I cannot get myself to get up and do that. And fi- like after watching um like a bunch of Boy Meets World or Home Improvement or something like that, it was <laughs> one of those that I had like a box set of that was already in the DVD player. <laughs> I just like watched a bunch of them. I finally like was like oh, 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 got up, slammed the door, and ran to my bedroom. Uh, and was like okay. And oh, go ahead.
0: A lesson, a lesson that I learned the hard way was not <laughs> to assume. That everyone else is as unscared by movies and TV as I am, because I'm. Well, I'm so... and that's the
1: thing is, I'm normally not scared by anything. And like that's, I very rarely have a fear response.
0: Same, same. Which to is anything. Yeah. Like as, as you know, is one of the reasons I'm so high on hereditary because it did that to me. It, yeah, it Got me, it you did know. That. Yeah. Um, but generally, I'm so fascinated and in love with the idea of you know, films being a collaborative process that human beings have made and built. And, oh, wow, how cool is that? That they tend to bounce off me, right? But not so, not so with kids. And I don't think I've told you. Wait, hold on,
1: hold on. Before we, can I just quickly explain why that scared me so much? And then we will go to this. Because I want to get to that, but I want to say I watched it today to try to get into my own head. Ah, right, okay. That was where I was going with this. And then, Uh so hold that thought. Don't forget where you were going with that thought. I was trying to figure out why it was so scary to me. And I was like, I figure watching it again, it will not be scary to me. And it still was broad daylight watching this. And I was thinking about the fact that I am very disturbed by, like, houses, (laughs) essentially. And, like, the amount of, like, like, basically, like, when you are, you know when you're growing up, you see, and I mean you still do it now, right? But like you see shadows and you see, you hear things and your house creaks and whatnot. Like right. I grew up in a house that was like 300 years old, you know, it was right. like built in, you know, or 200 years old, it was built in like the 1700s I think. Um, There's tons of noises. I lived in front of a graveyard. There's like all these shadows. There's always kinds of things that uh, you aren't sure what they are. And It's this like, you know, when you have that sense, there might be something there, even if you don't think it's a ghost or a demon or something like that, like what it's a person creeping around your house. Like Mm -hmm. it's this sense of like, what do I do if there's something there or someone there, you know, like what do I sleep with a knife under my pillow? Like what, what can I do if there Mm -hmm. is something in this darkness? And I, Remember my whole life feeling very, like, scared of that, of feeling like paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by that sense of like, if I did, see, I remember when I was a kid, it was probably like one of those things like, kind of like a waking nightmare, you know, where you're like half awake, and so reality in your dream blurs. And I remember seeing like, very much like in The Conjuring Two, which also scares me, um, yeah. the um, the Crooked Man. Yes. Yes. In that a figure that looked very much like the crooked man in my doorway and like feeling paralyzed by it. Like, what do I do with this scary thing Mm. in my doorway? I don't really have any like recourse for this. And again, it's control. It's like, what do I it's that sense of not having a plan or like and there's that there's things that are unknown to me. Uh nefarious people shadows whatever uh that that is what in a horror movie on the rare occasion that i'm actually scared by something it's usually something that like is lurking or looming especially if it's unnatural in shape right like if it moves unnaturally like that kind of thing like it's just this sense that i'm like i don't have i am not equipped with what i need in order to mm. you know and deal that, with whatever's yeah. in the shadows. Were
0: something yeah. that fucking you know were something like that to intrude in your life, you would you wouldn't be able to you you've got no no plan of you attack. You can't fucking plan for it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that's what I figured out about why why does something like Paranormal Force, such like a normy kind of movie where I watch horror all the time and nothing phases me, why does mm. that scare me? Like, it brings up that fear in me of, like, what would I do? What would I have done if I was sitting there in my apartment and someone showed up in that doorway?
0: Amygdala stuff. It, it's communicating it's directly stuff. with your amygdala.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Back to yours. <laughs> well, I I kind of had a, a an object lesson in just because you're not fucking scared of something, you know, kids, your kids will be. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we still talk about it now, Peter and I, my 10 year old, uh, <laughs> we're going back two years or so. Uh, Laura was out and I thought, right, OK, let's let Peter stay up a little bit later and, and he and I could watch Doctor Who together and it would be fine.
1: Doctor Who, by the way, came up in one of these articles as one of the things that uh, creates a primal fear in small children.
0: There we go. And yeah, it I... preys
1: exactly on what kids are afraid of.
0: The the one fucking time I let him stay up nice and late with me to watch Doctor Who was probably one of the most fucking terrifying episodes there's ever been. Uh, it's one of the later seasons uh, and uh, it's a bunch of students living in a house and they one by one go missing. And it turns out there's a fucking some sort of ghost made out of wood in the walls, <laughs> like a lady made out of wood. And it builds the dread really nicely throughout the episode. And I was into it. I was enjoying the episode a lot. Uh, until I, I realised two-thirds of the way through that Peter is hurting my hand so badly, oh, just squeezing the fuck out of my hand. I'm like, oh, whoa. And he is wide-eyed <laughs> and silent. Uh, and I will never, just literally, almost in a whisper, he goes, Dad, can we turn it off? Oh, <laughs> And uh, he wouldn't sleep on his own that night um would cry for uh, a good two or three sleepless nights after that and it it was a big parenting lesson i obviously i've grown up watching horrible things on purpose because they're funny (laughs) Um, right or at least you know the craft behind them the art behind them is fascinating he hasn't developed that callus yet he hasn't developed that fucking thick skin over his amygdala that i have
1: yeah exactly Um, hasn't he hasn't been vaccinated Exactly that.
0: He will in time. Yeah. But at that point, he hadn't been vaccinated. And yeah. Yeah. He he squeezed my hand hard enough to hurt and had a few sleepless
1: nights. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've Mm. told you before, like, that, you know, I read the book, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, Mm. when I was like 19. And that scared me enough that i went and i slept in my sister's bed with her i climbed up into her bunk yeah and was so. like like don't she's like what are you doing and i was like "Shh, it's fine it's fine i just <laughs> can't Books be alone have... in my bed right now i I,
0: <laughs> I can't recall a time when a book
1: has given me the gb's which is wild to me because that's what yeah. really i think more than movies in my upbringing, there's certainly movies that scared me. I mean, there's like, I've said before, like Thriller when I was a kid, even though I tried to pretend it didn't scare me. Killer yeah. Clowns from Outer Space. I still find that kind of terrifying, yeah, unnatural yeah, yeah. movements and things like that. Sure, you know, yeah. like that scared me as a kid. But when I think of the stuff that really scared me when I was a kid, I think of the scary stories to tell in the dark books, um, like the the... Art in those, the stories in those were just filled with looming things that were going to come and get you. You know, mm-hmm. like they were really these, like, this is stuff that's going to come out of the corners of your room, or stuff that was really grotesque, like the one with the woman with the spiders bursting out of her cheek and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think of The Dark Thirty that had the story with the train, you know, the guy who was trying to avoid his own death and the train bursts through and kills him anyway in his living room. Or, you know, I think of The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. I think of, you know, some of the Goosebumps books or Fear Street books, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, I think really burrowed into me more. And maybe that's because when you read something or when I read something... I'm placing I'm imagining it. Right. So I'm imagining the worst from that. And it's I'm imagining my fears and placing them onto the book where if I'm watching a movie, it's not the same thing. It's all it's all there. This is somebody else's vision.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And vision is the right word. I mean, when you're reading a book, your visualizations are completely untethered from physical restraint. You've got no restrictions on effect or budget or fucking scope Mm -hmm. or you can, you know, the word on the page, when you put it in your mind, when you read it, you literally, you you push it to its fullest potential, Mm -hmm. I guess. The imagery that you get from reading a book is totally different to the imagery you get from a screen because you have no restraints on how you can bring that to life in your head.
1: Yeah. And I think I tend to, you know, given my ADHD brain and whatnot, like movies are, my mind wanders, you know, even if mm, I'm enjoying it, yeah, yeah, movie, yeah. my mind wanders. But my mind doesn't wander when I read a book. I am mm. 100% in, especially when I was a kid and reading these kinds of things. And, you know, before there was internet to check on or anything like that, like, wh- where else was my mind going to wander? I was just in a yep. book. You know, <laughs> so I think that that, like, for me, books have always been much... Tommy Knockers, like Carrie brought up. Tommy Knockers, mm. I read that in college and was like bruh, (laughs) like, the images that my brain conjured of Mm. what was happening in that as the townspeople are, like, losing their minds and all this stuff, like, was terrible. Uh, And so I think, you know, my brain conjures stuff that's a lot more terrifying than maybe watching someone else's vision come to life as, you know, that's their fear, that's their... Or what they think is going to scare me. My brain, I can conjure up much worse.
0: And I, I think... That's the fact of it, isn't it? We're all carrying around our own potential to shit us right up. And what we see and what we read doesn't necessarily have to, you know, whatever image it is or story it is or effect it is or or circumstance it is. All it has to do is just tweak what's already in there. All it has to do is just tickle what our own fucking terrors are. And we will have Mm -hmm. that response as though it was it was the worst thing that we could possibly encounter
1: yeah and as if it was happening to us Mm. you know that's the that's the thing about our stupid brains it's the exact same reason why people watch porn is that we watch things and we think it's happening to us Very (laughs) so when you watch something like that it's very easy for your brain to put you in that place or to read stuff like that to put yourself in the position and be terrified wonderful Yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, big time. (laughs) Well, joagalites, joffins, joagalos, it's been real. (laughs) Lads. (laughs) Great bunch of lads. Uh, It's been fun discussing this. Um, And, hey, let us know more on that thread or just wherever, on Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot, about... What scares you, and if you've ever processed, why do you think you're scared? Mm. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing to think through.
0: Is there? I'm certain there would be because that's our brains. They, I'm sure they're capable of. It. Is there? Is there a medical condition w- which renders you completely invulnerable to fear? I
1: wonder. Ooh, there's gotta be. There's. There I has mean, to I'm be, sure if there? you sustain a form of brain damage or something, exactly. Maybe gotta like be a to your amygdala. Kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah it would completely render you fearless. I'm like, I feel like I've read about that before, but maybe it was a book or movie instead of a, an actual case. Well it's dark man sure who can't feel it. pain. And that's a right. thing. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So and maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe I was just thinking of Darkman and I was placing fear on it. But I don't know. Maybe there is. We'll have to look into that more. Or if you know more about it, tell us. There's
0: gotta be uh, a there's gotta be a movie. That's there has an origin to be. story, isn't it? There has to be a movie like that. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I enjoyed that a lot
1: good uh so thanks for coming along on this journey with us we hope you had as good a time as we did and uh we will see you next week to talk about something i don't know whatever oh, god
0: no i don't know what we'll be talking about but you can guarantee it'll be a hell of a good time
1: indeed leeches so, in then. your cock yeah. that's what
0: we'll be talking about for the third consecutive <laughs> No, week. we will not
1: we <laughs> will not be talking about that <laughs> And until then, hey, stay spooky, friends. Bye, guys.